Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? And I would like to give a shout out to everyone that's been making me last by giving listeners support to the podcast. And for those who haven't, please let me know that you're out there by giving listeners support to the podcast, by showing some support. That would be amazing and much appreciated. And I'll try to come out with uh, more more material uh, the more that I get. So, um, yeah, so I definitely, definitely would appreciate it. And uh, just to kind of give you a heads up, this is spoiler alert. Uh, If you haven't seen Endgame, I suggest go see it. There are mixed reviews. At first, I was surprised by the negative reviews I've been hearing. But, you know, it, everything can't be 100% perfect, you know, because I've been hearing negative view, reviews back, you know, back to back. And I was like, oh, this was, you know, I, you know, I already gave my nine and a half. But it was some things that I did uh, have some discrepancies with. And that's when I'll do my top five later on. But today, with the spoiler alert, we will be reviewing. Avengers Endgame Top 10 Moments Did I feel my top 10 moments actually So let's go ahead and uh, let's, let's go ahead and start So my number 10 Is Loki taking the stone Actually taking the time Space stone Let's say time stone Loki taking the space stone After a botched mission And I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. That's the scene where Tony Stark, Ant-Man, and Captain America, well, Incredible Hulk, so he was there as well. They all go back to this time period, basically of Avengers 1 time period. And right at the end when they capture Loki and they make Incredible Hulk take the stairs. So while this is going on, you have Loki in custody and Iron Man, Tony Stark, uh, just caught, I guess, uh, uh, they, they did something to Iron Man's heart. And he ended up falling out, which made a conversion, a conversion, made a distraction. <laughs> and uh, once he was distracted, that's when the Tony Stark from the future, or the present, I should say. I don't know how you want to put it. The future, present, whatever. Uh, he makes the distraction for Ant-Man to short-circuit Tony Stark from the past, and that's when they were able to get the Space Stone, and, oh, Incredible Hulk came downstairs because he didn't want to take the stairs, and he bumps into Tony Stark because Tony Stark picked up the Space Stone, knocking the Space Stone out of Tony Stark's hand, so Loki actually saw that nobody was paying him any attention and nobody was paying attention to the space stone that just appeared. So that's when Tony Stark, uh, not Tony Stark, that's when Loki picks up the space stone and disappears and uh, in teleports, actually. So I thought that was pretty cool um, I, because it opens up a different reality. Reality, I'll explain later on. But... Uh, they actually are supposed to be doing a series, I believe, on the Disney Channel where you have Loki supposed to have his own show. And we both know that Loki in the normal universe is dead. So for them for him to have uh, his own show, he's either going to be it's going to be uh, something from the past or it's going to be the alternate reality. And I'm hoping it's the or it's alternate reality because a lot has happened in that reality. You know, not only did Tony Stark, uh, you know, fall out from, uh, what Ant-Man did to him. You also have Captain America who fought himself, but uh, he got hit with the Mind Stone. He, he got his mind wiped, so it probably won't be a storyline with that. But more, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be just centered, centered, centered around Loki, but I think that'll be cool to see what's going to happen. Uh, my number nine, I'm going to go with my number nine, nine spot. I'm going to go with Falcon becoming the new Captain America. Actually, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch. You know what? Number nine is not going to be Falcon. Number nine is going to be the end fight scene with the A-Force salute. Okay, so I'm going to make that number nine. The reason why that's going to be number nine 
I because I did this before I saw Game of Thrones. Now watching Game of Thrones, a lot of did you know a lot of people. I'm not gonna stay on Game of Thrones too long, but a lot of people did have a problem with the vision or by it being too dark. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I understood that it was dark to make the audience you know feel what the characters was going through, not being able to see anything. But anyway, um, but the reason why I bring up Game of Thrones is the fight scene. Each fight scene told a story. They didn't do that with this. Uh, they didn't really tell a story. It was just like a bunch of toys clashing with one another. And so, yeah, it didn't really, you know, like everybody came through. Well, I'll get back to that later. But just the fight scene itself, it didn't, it wasn't that long. There wasn't much action in this film. And, and I felt, well, it's more so a resolution type of movie. So I, I guess I get it. But, uh, and then the A4 scene, I felt, was cool. I felt it was a cool scene. All the women getting together and making a pose. They all posed before, you know, basically Captain Marvel had to, uh, had the, um, the glove. And so, uh, yeah, I got somebody above me stomping above me now. So anyway, if you hear some bumps, that's what that is. I don't know why, but, um, why, you know, anyway. So, yo, you got, um, uh, that's where you had Captain Marvel with the glove. She, uh, was trying to, uh, I guess, keep the glove away from Thanos. And by them keeping the glove away from Thanos, that's when, um, that's when all the women, actually, she got the glove from Spider-Man, and that's when all the women came to protect Captain Marvel and, they did like a little pose to show that they had Captain Marvel's back, you know. So I, you know, it, it was cool. It looked good. It, it definitely looked good on a t-shirt. It definitely will look good or look great on a poster. I would rock the t-shirt. And I think, Silas, that would be awesome if you were to draw that and sell it. I mean, I'm telling you, if you drew it and painted it and made duplicates and sell it, oh man, you would make so much money, Silas. Shout out to you, Silas. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, uh, that would been a, you know, would be a great idea. But I, I was just imagining, like, all the other male heroes that worked out with some of those superheroes, uh, the women superheroes that, you know, they probably don't even know each other. Like, Wasp never met any of the women before. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, like, you know, Valkyrie never met anybody. Like, you know... But it was just instinctive to like, hey, ladies, you know, uh, you know, make a formation. You know what I mean? So that, you know, that's that's, that's interesting because I can only imagine the dudes being like, yo, when did y'all practice this? You know what I mean? Like, who who was that girl you was posing with? You know what I mean? So, but oh, uh, no. Nah, so that's that's my number nine. My number eight is going to be Falcon becoming the new Captain America. I thought that was pretty dope. A lot of people expected like even the uh the different shows that i watched on youtube uh the known shows actually were suggesting that uh you had um the winter soldier they said that the winter soldier was going to become captain america and they just knew it you know like you know they, they would make the small suggestions that you know uh falcon might become captain america but it was more so like you know a push for the winter soldier but, you know, it, it, I, I, I thought that was cool. I felt like they should have built Falcon up. I mean, they trashed Falcon. I, I felt like everybody basically craps on Falcon anyway. Uh, like the most we've seen Falcon was in uh, the Civil War. And that's, you know, where Captain America met Fal uh, Falcon. So, yeah, so I, I you know, I, I felt that they should have built them up a little bit more. I mean, Bucky, of course, you know, the story was about, you know, he was in what the first Captain America, which, you know, when he had, he didn't have any powers, but when you go to, uh, the soldier, the, uh, winter soldier, I, I, you get to see what he does, you know, like you get to see his stealth abilities, you know, like you get to see his full makeup. And then when you get to civil war, he's on the run, you know, but he, he was, he was, integrated into the storyline so you get you kind of get the full Bucky you didn't really get that with Falcon at all I felt I felt like Falcon was just a wasted character like even when you watch Ant-Man a guy who was a thief 
and not even a good thief at that. And his, I guess now girlfriend Wasp, she teaches him an arm bar or a chokehold. I forgot what which one it was, but all of a sudden he just learned that, and that's how he defeats Falcon. You know, a Falcon that who's supposed to be you know like in this secret flight mission you know like you know with the wings or whatever uh so it's like a secret you know uh i won't say secret but i would say it is a top you know secret type thing because those weapons weren't out yet you know what i mean so you know with the wings and stuff like that so i felt that he to get that or to wear those wings he had to be some top pilot pilot he couldn't just be you know, a run, a run of a mill soldier. You know what I mean? Like he had to have some type of top notch credentials, and they and they threw they pissed all over it. You know what I mean? They pissed all over it with the whole Ant Man thing. That's why I didn't like Ant Man one. I didn't like how they did Falcon. I felt that was terrible. He he's a pilot. That means he knows how to fight from the air. But for some reason, so Ant Man can beat him. He had to stay low to the ground, which was stupid, and it goes against everything. Uh, you know, as a pilot, you know what I mean? Especially if you have you know radar to kind of you know drop missiles on ant-man from the air but you know and i, I kind of i would understand it better if he didn't have any type of radar to kind of see where he was just blind to ant-man when he shrunk but he could you know track him but for some reason he had to stay low to the ground so ant-man can win so i felt that was stupid they've been crapping all over falcon and i'm gonna pretend like i don't know why but yeah so my number eight is gonna be falcon uh number seven i have to say black widow and hawkeye fighting for for the death you know what I mean? So I felt like that was interesting because I didn't know who was going to win. I didn't. I, you know, that back and forth of uh, them, you know, trying to sabotage the other one making that sacrifice. I felt that was that was that was pretty brilliant. I did like that. I did like how they did set it up because Hawkeye was all about, you know, throwing his life away ever since because of his family dying. And Black Widow, even though she was, you know, pretty messed up at the beginning, you know, and that's when Captain America came in and found Black Widow upset. And she held it down because she's an agent and she knows how to control her emotions. She just shuts it off like 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 it's a faucet. So I thought that was cool. And then even when they went out of space, you could see the, the thrill in Black Widow's eyes, even though like I've never seen Black Widow smile in any of the movies. Actually, she might smirk, you know, every now and again, I think mainly around Hawkeye, she would smirk, but she never I don't recall her ever laughing, might have smirked around Captain America during the Winter Soldier, but I, I don't recall her ever laughing. And in this last film i mean she was laughing like she was enjoying herself when she was out of space right before they decide to go into the past using the pim particles you know she looks at the group and you know uh see you in a minute you know so you, you they really set it up for you not to you know figure out that black widow was going to die and i feel like they did a good job they did they did a good job for me so I, you know, I, I give them much props on that. And I thought that was a real good scene. Number six is Thanos head decapitation. I thought that was cool. Very unexpected. Very unexpected. Uh, Captain Marvel comes into the picture. They uh, they basically use her energy, her, 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 uh, uh, I would say, not, I don't want to say her force, but, you know, use her uh, enthusiasm and wanting to take out Thanos like hey we're just gonna kill you know just kill him you know and um, where are you going I'm gonna kill Thanos you know what I mean so I, I thought they really uh, did ride on Captain Marvel's coattails on that one because they were distraught because they just fought Thanos and she she never thought Thanos before and she's very very uh, she's very I, I, don't, I don't she's not she, She's just very, I don't, I, the word, for some reason, the word arrogant is coming through my head, and that's not the word I want to use. Uh, I, I, and, and the word is not coming to me right now. I just kind of fell into a blank spot. But anyway, so, but she's very into herself. Not in a negative way, though. Um, she's, she's very into herself. She's very, she, she's confident. That's the word I was trying to find, and it would not come out for some reason because arrogant popped in my head and my brain does that if a word that i'm not trying to use pops in my brain it deletes the other word you know so 
but yeah, so that's that's what she was very confident in her ability. And, you know, she was going to do it. You know, she brought back Tony Stark. And so, yeah, when they went up there, they uh, held Thanos down, checked out the perimeter and he didn't have the gems. They couldn't do anything about it because he destroyed all of the stones. And so Thor came and chopped off, lopped off Thanos's head. So, yeah, so I thought that was dope. I think that caught a lot of people off guard because I was like within the first 30 minutes or before the 30 minute mark. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you have number five. Number five for me is the falling introduction. And that's when you hear uh, Sam Wilson say, hey, Cap on your left. And that's when Doctor Strange opens all the portals and every Marvel superhero that died or I think the Reavers, the Reavers were out there too. The Ravagers, the Reavers, anyway. So uh, you know what I'm talking about. They all came through the portal as well. Like everybody was there and nobody clapped for Falcon. Like that was a weird thing. Like when, when Black Panther came through the portal, everybody went crazy. In my movie theater, they went crazy. Falcon flew through, nobody said anything. It was quiet. I clapped. I was the only one that clapped for Falcon. And then third, other people started coming through the portal and everybody started clapping. I think Doctor Strange might have come through. It's, you know, they went crazy for Spider-Man. Uh, even when Wasp, you know, she was shrunken at the time. But when she got regular size, everybody started clapping. But, but tied with number five, I have to, you know, because it's actually during that time of the fallen inter- introduction. So tied in with number five, when you see Wasp become regular size, if you look on the right of the screen, which is her left, on the right of the screen, if you go back and see it, you'll see Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck has a gun, a large ass gun, and he's in the mix. And no joke, no cap, yo, he, you know, Howard the Duck is in the film. So yeah, so I thought that was cool to tie in for the follow inter- you know, fallen introduction. So yeah, you know, and that's the other thing too. Falcon gets no love. Nobody, I, I was the only one that clapped for Falcon. So anyway, number four. My number four is Tony hugging Spider-Man, which played off of Peter hugging Tony on the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. And also the simple fact that Tony Stark lost Peter Parker during the fight with Thanos in Infinity War. So, yeah, I I thought that was cool. You know, you definitely get the feels with, you know, Tony hugging Spider-Man. You know, that that was a really uh, dope scene. And it gave you that feeling that the band is back together, you know, like like that that duo is going to be working together, which was a great setup. My number three is Captain America picks up Mjolnir. I thought that was awesome. It was confusing, but it was great. It was great for, for the visual. Uh, it was several questions that I do have. I mean, it was good. Like, it was that good for the visual that even though I do have questions and confused about certain things about that, I'm, I'm confused about certain things. And but is that it was that dope, that that exciting that I had to put it at number three. But I guess the confusing thing was. I I guess number one, what made him more worthy? Because in Age of Ultron, he couldn't move. Well, it budged. It, it budged. It moved a little bit. And then, you know, he didn't do it. And But I know it's a theory saying that, yeah, he didn't want to embarrass Thor. But it was like, ah, that sounds stupid. Because if you have Iron Man and War Machine using their suits to try to lift it up, you had Bruce Banner, everybody is trying with all of their might. But then with, you know, in your mind, when you're lifting something up, that's going to be heavy. You're not going to start off, you know, you're not going to start off lightweight. You know, I mean, you're going to go in and lift it up with force. And when he went in to lift it up, he was struggling and then it moved a little bit. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like he knew he was worthy. You know, it wasn't like, you know, like it's like the only way you would know that something is not that heavy is after you lift it and you see it go up and then you're like, oh, you know, then, okay, then you put it back down. Like if it lifted up and then it went back down, cool, but it budged, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you know, like it kind of skirted a little bit. 
So, nah, you know, so that 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 theory I felt like is a wash. I don't feel that, you know, uh, Captain America felt bad. He didn't want to embarrass Thor because it was a bet. You know what I mean? It was a bet. You know, I bet you all can't do it, you know. And everybody else is trying using their powers, so to speak, to help them get the advantage. And then here you go. You know, you're not going to start. Like I said, you're not going to start off lightweight, you know. Another thing, too, I thought they said that the power I, I could be wrong in ragnarok they said the the lightning power is in thor it's not in the it was never in uh the hammer it was never in milnir like basically the power was coming from thor and he always had the power so if that was the case i mean I'm, i i i hope i'm wrong because if that's the case why the hell did iron i mean why the hell did captain america have lightning power you know, so I'm hoping I'm wrong. I but I seem like I remember. I haven't seen you know uh, Ragnarok this year. I, it was last year when I saw it a few times, a couple of times. But um, but yeah, I, I seem like I do remember them saying that the power was always in Thor. It wasn't in Milnir. So I don't know. We'll see. But that was my number three. Uh, number two moment: Thor meets his mother again for the first time. I thought that was dope. You had thick Thor, as they call him. Uh, pause. Yeah, that sounds weird. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you had, you know, I, I don't, you know, we, we're in a, we're in the times of uh, you have to not, you know, say how you feel. Well, not say how you feel. That's not, you know, you can't use certain words. You don't want to disrespect anyone. So I guess that's why nobody is saying fat Thor. So everybody is saying thick Thor. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's a pause moment. So, you know, we're just going to say Big Thor. Pause. It's still a pause moment. All right. We're going to say Big Boned Thor. All right. We're going to go with that. So anyway, uh, that's when Thor went back home and they had to get the... Which stone was that? Uh, I forgot which Infinity Stone it was. My mind just went blank. I know it's it's the red one not that wasn't real yeah the reality stone was that reality stone i guess it was the reality stone yeah so okay when they went to go get the reality stone thor said it wasn't a stone but when they went to go get that um that's when uh from the from thor's ex-girlfriend uh thor and also rocket and that's when Thor accidentally runs into his mother and that was a very emotional scene and you know scenes like that get get me all the time like where you have uh, the character meeting their mother let's say the character is going back in time because they never really met their mother or their mother died when the character was young and then they get to go back in time and meet the mother that really messes me up because the first time that caught me off guard was I saw a movie called The Last Girl The Final Girl excuse me and it was about it's a horror comedy and it was about uh this girl who goes on her anniversary goes like the anniversary of this horror movie because her mother was a star in this horror film and on this anniversary they go back to see she goes to the movies to see her mother and somehow they get sucked in the movie theater and so the mother is actually in the movie but she's not actually her mother she's actually a, the character that the mother was playing and so the fact that she gets to go back and meet her mother again you know was kind of sad you know that's what kind of caught me off guard it kind of you know it was you know it was, it was very sad and then i saw happy death day to you which you had the main character go back in time and by her going back in a time she went to an alternate reality where her mother was still alive and because her mother died at a younger age well the girl excuse me the uh, the mother died when the girl was at a young age and so when she was able to go back in time it it put her in an alternate universe where her mother was still alive and that was sad that messed me up i was like oh god i'm freaking crying on happy death day to you like who would have thought so that's when it hit me you know when you're dealing with mothers you know uh you have the character going back to meet their mother from the past who you know, even though the mother has passed away the, the those scenes get me so that's why that's my number two so i have bonus scenes so the bonus scene i have is when tony stark meets his father giving him advice i thought that was a cool scene even though i believe tony stark was older than his fa uh, father howard and you also have hulka chalka 
burning ice cream, uh, yeah, Hoka Chalka chocolate burning ice cream or something like that. They were talking about, I think Wong was talking about on, uh, on, um, what was the name of the movie? Uh, Infinity War. And I thought that was cool because if you watch the scene where they're trying to figure out the stones and how to, like, who was going to go for the stones and everybody is telling their own story of the stones to, to where it's going to be and what's around it, you know what I mean? They kind of have an idea for when they, you know, steal the stones or get the stones to bring back to their timeline. Uh, you had, you had, um, um, uh, kind of lost my lost my train of thought a little bit oh you had a uh, incredible hulk incredible hulk was eating his own ice cream so that's what he was eating when everybody else i think uh paul rudd's character um ant-man he was eating like noodles or something like that and you had incredible hulk he was eating ice cream his own ice cream which was cool because ice cream was kind of greenish a little bit with like chocolate chip stuff in there so yeah i, th- I thought that was cool that they implemented that ice cream which they should drop they definitely should make that ice cream that would be interesting and also uh another bonus is roni roni <laughs> another bonus is Rhodey and captain marvel's secret relationship i don't know if everybody caught that yeah like if you paid attention to the uh the scene where there was scarlett johansson black widow when she was in the room talking to Denai Denai Guerrero's character, I believe Okoye, Okoye, she was speaking to Rocket, Nebula, Rhodey, and Captain Marvel, and they were like the holograms, and also too, another, uh, another Easter egg was what Okoye was talking about, there was a disturbance in the water, she was actually talking about Namor, when Black Widow was like, hey, you know, are you going to do something about the disturbance? And and Okoye was like, yo, you know, we'll handle it by handle it. We'll handle it by not handling it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, don't you know, you worried about what's going on with you, you know, which is going to, you know, backfire on them uh, on the next Black Panther, too. So that might be the new villain for Black Panther, too. But yeah, to get back to the story, so you've seen, you saw Rocket and Captain Marvel get into it, but everybody left, like Okoye dipped, uh, Rocket and Nebula, they dipped, and who was left was War Machine, Rhodey, and Captain Marvel, and so you see them, you know, right before they leave, Captain Marvel looks at Rhodey, and is like, be careful. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't tell Nebula and Rocket to be careful. Like, yeah, they're the ones that's out of space. You know what I mean? Rhodey is just there, like, doing nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, like that says a lot. You know, like, you, you're going to look at look at the person and tell the person that's not doing anything to be careful. You know, that she cares. You know, for you to tell somebody to be careful and they're not doing anything but sitting at the crib drinking hot chocolate. You know what I mean? You know, I guess during surveillance, I guess, I don't know. But Rhodey wasn't doing anything, but she told her to be careful. So something happened. I think, I think, I think what happened was, I mean, she, she was very, you know, into herself and very confident with herself and getting Thanos. But, you know, like Rhodey had to tell her to pump her brakes. Like, yo, we all about this life. Like, don't just try us like we you know like we don't do anything you know what i mean like even though they you know Rhodey, they, he's basically a token character but you know because they really don't have my thought they were going to give roadie something you know i think the most we've seen roadie was in captain oh captain America, iron man 2 that's the most we've seen roadie do anything when he like kind of you know kind of calm uh or try to chill iron man or tony stark out you know like hey you know like you're drinking and stuff like that and they had that scene at the end where they had each other's backs or whatever but that was like the only time you really saw war machine do his thing i mean he did a little something in infinity war but like between falcon and war machine yeah they held them back i'm gonna pretend like i don't know i don't know why but um yeah so i don't know why they held him back but they they were held back but um and this one you know i, I he kind of stood up was like hey like he stood up to her you know what i mean like he ain't disrespected but he was like no you chill out like don't like step all over us you know what i'm saying like we just you know whatever you know what i mean like yeah we're heroes too man so we're about that superhero life so you know pump your brakes a little bit you know what i mean 
So, uh, yeah, so I think that impressed her. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe she, you know, she uh, he reminds her of Fury. I don't know, a younger Fury. Who knows? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I know they definitely got that from the comic books. In the comic books, they have it where Rhodey and Captain Marvel did have a secret relationship going on during the Civil War, too. So, yeah, so I thought that was interesting, an interesting pickup. All right, so the number one, I guess, the number one uh, moment that I felt was after this commercial break. Yes, the number one in Avengers Endgame top 10, 10 moment is, I think it's, every, it's on everybody's list, or most people's list, is going to be the death of Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. And a lot of people they predicted it like guessing I predicted it before like before I even saw the movie just because he was going to have a wedding I think I talked about it in the non-spoiler review because of the wedding and it's like make gearing us to make us think that it's going to be this big superhero wedding where everybody's there which would have been I don't know like would I prefer that I think I would prefer I, would, I think I would have preferred the superhero wedding over the superhero funeral because the superhero funeral you're not you know like nobody's not gonna really talk to one another you know what i mean like it's gonna be really sad you know somewhat morbid you know what i mean so it's not gonna be but if they would have had the superhero wedding everybody would have been interacting you know what i'm saying like rocket raccoon well i'm gonna get to that later so anyway yeah everybody would have been interacting and stuff you know what i mean and like characters you've never seen before you get to see um a Peter Quill, you know, talking to Spider, you know, Peter Parker, you know, because they had their interaction, and you know, just it, it would have been, it would have been fun, you know what I mean? It definitely, definitely would have been fun, but, uh, but it wasn't the case, you know, and still, it's still my number one, the death of Tony Stark, but, and I, you know, I, I, I definitely was kind of up and down about it, and I, as I mentioned in the in the uh, non-spoiler review where I had an idea it was going to be Tony Stark, but then it was like, well, like a wedding, superhero wedding would be dope too. Then it was like, but, you know, if it was me, I would probably kill off Pepper Potts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, make it more sad, especially if she was pregnant. I don't know if they would go there. And um, and so, yeah, like I, I really, really, really uh, like had an idea somewhat that it was going to be Tony Stark and definitely when I was watching the movie and I saw that he had a baby or had a kid I was like oh he's gone he's dead you know what I mean he's dead you know I think I said it out loud by accident when he showed the family I said oh yeah he's dead (laughs) I knew it I knew it so yeah I I thought that was dope I thought you know love you 3000 that was uh pretty cool um a cool saying that he had i mean just the whole family environment you know and i think i think a lot of people kind of had an idea of what was going to happen but they just didn't know how how it was going to happen and he went out like a hero he went out you know like how he did in avengers number one the the first avengers movie you know he risked saving his life or well, saving the world's life excuse me i think uh, captain america was saying at one point where they were at odds that he only he only looks out for himself and he's been proving captain america wrong ever since he said that maybe before he said that no 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 ever since he said that because i think it was more so even the first iron man it was more so an internal fight even iron man 2 was more so a person it was a personal matter you know what i mean so yeah yeah so that's going to be my number one and also kind of i hate to go back to my number six after i told you what my number one was going to be the Thanos head decapitation which was my number six that scene yeah 
I, the reason why I, why I really like that Thanos head decapitation was the simple fact they they sent out a rumor that the MC well I'll say the Disney the Disney uh, production team or the, the film or whatever they do not do decapitations like that was something that they were against like you'll like you'll do like like the hands getting cut off and all of that stuff but no heads and I think they sent that out because I definitely definitely got the message a lot of people didn't get that that rumor but it hit me so I definitely wasn't expecting Thanos head to get chopped off so that was the other thing I wanted to add to number six but yeah but back to number one yeah the death of Iron Man I felt like that was a dope uh scene man like like that that was just uh, a sad scene and then it was this kid that was there and I was like who is this kid you know like <laughs> you know but come to find out that was the kid from uh Iron Man 3 so yeah I mean I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you all know that by now some days have gone by but yeah man I um I did I definitely appreciate appreciated Tony Stark's work you know or the character Tony Stark Robert Downey Jr.'s work he did great man he made he made a great comeback man in in the uh film industry you know like especially going off of you know dealing with the whole drug thing and you know what i'm saying and you know like he he was in some decent movies before then you know it was kind of low-key it was kind of low-key like you've seen him but it was low-key but man iron man really revived his career and he really made some major dough off of iron man and uh yeah, you know, like he, you know, like the Iron Man started the, um, well, the, the the Iron Man was already on the wave. They were all, every you know, MCU was on the, uh, 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 I can't think of his name, um, Wesley Snipes, <laughs> uh, the Vampire Blade. Yeah, so they were definitely on the the Blade wave, and so Iron Man really used that wave to bounce you know bounce the mcu you know what i'm really really you know did some you know some uh, brought some money in you know what i'm saying so like like robert downey jr really did do his thing in bringing that back you know what i'm saying not, not bringing it back but actually uh bringing forth a new era so that'll be what's up so i hope you know they 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 give blade tribute and go ahead and you know be like hey man we about to hook you up because you started the wave but yeah so that was cool so i think that is my avengers endgame top 10 moment moments excuse me plural and now i'm going to do my top five my top five avengers endgame disappointing moments Yes, yes, yes. I know um, it'll, it'll be corny if I said, welcome back, because we didn't go anywhere. I didn't really go anywhere. You didn't really go anywhere. But I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to be corny. Welcome back to Critical Blues Reviews, and we're going to be discussing the Avengers Endgame top 10 moments that I didn't like or, you know, I had a problem with, however you want to put it. It, 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 it. it felt weird. It was awkward. I don't know. But anyway, number five. My number five moment is Shuri not meeting Tony Stark. You know, I felt like that was going to happen. Like, especially when Shuri met Doctor, not Doctor Strange, when Shuri met Bruce Banner. And she kind of was like discrediting him, discrediting him on how, you know, like he didn't know certain things. You know what I mean? So and, you know, Tony was real impressed with Bruce Banner, but sure he wasn't impressed with Bruce Banner. And I thought, I thought that would be awesome to have Tony Stark and Shuri, you know, the most, uh, 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 you know, smart mouth, you know, individuals, smart individuals, you know, going head to head, trying to figure out something. Now would have been a great time for Shuri to help Tony figure out the time machine or the, you know, going back in time angle without tony just washing dishes and him coming up with the idea by him washing dishes i mean you got to remember when they were thinking of a way to make a ultron type thing situation it was tony and bruce banner they were thinking about that they did like a montage thinking about how 
they were going to come up with an idea and then you know and you're talking about time travel and then tony and then tony stark's just come up with it while comes up with that idea while washing dishes you know it was you know it was like all right you know that's kind of all right and i felt like shuri would have been the one you know to help tony it'd have been you maybe shuri you know banner but i, I think definitely think shuri shuri and tony stark it would have been dope to have her there just to come up with the idea you know uh on how to go back in time to figure that out i mean you're talking about you know the battle of minds and sarcasm you know and it, she would have been an excellent help you know but hey you know tony came up with the idea of washing dishes so anyway that was my number five my number four is peter quill not meeting his family on earth you know like like that was a moment that could have been the bonus scene you know what i mean like that could have been the in credit scene you know like like peter quill is an earthling you know and not being able you know to get in contact or get in touch with his roots i felt that was a little weird i felt like he should have been able to meet you know because it was a couple of people that was in the hospital with his mother so i felt like he should have been able to meet those people you know what i mean like like he might have some like a brother you know a sister or something or aunt you know that's still around and I felt like that would have been dope, like for him to, you know, remember the house or something that he lived in and go back to the house, you know, and, you know, like just to cut off his human roots like that. I felt that that was a little weird. I mean, he's on Earth and he's not going to visit his his family. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't Well, no, you know, he never. Yeah, he did come to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't on that planet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came to Earth. So I don't understand why you know they didn't go there so I, I felt like that was a disappointing moment my number three disappointing moment is captain marvel not getting her ass kicked by thanos like i really expected captain marvel to get her ass kicked by thanos i you know it's not like i dislike captain marvel no but it's just the, it's it's just the fact that in the first captain marvel she had no adversary adversity you know what i mean like it was nobody to stop her you know what I mean? Like she did whatever she wanted to do. Basically, it was nobody who gave her any trouble. Like there was no major villain that you know. It, she was a Mary Sue. That's basically what it is. And for those who don't know what a Mary Sue is, Mary Sue is like ran off of uh, Star Wars. Like she, like she, doesn't have uh, adversary that is going to make you be like, oh, I don't think she's going to make it. You know what I mean? Like nobody. Like, you have to whip up the main character. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't do that in the first Captain Marvel. They just was like, well, she's just powerful and just going to be powerful. And especially how they took out Thanos. She How she helped take out Thanos in the, in the beginning. So when you're dealing with the second Thanos, I think Thanos should have been like like thrashing her you know what i'm saying to the point where it's like damn like she might she might she might die you know like somebody get there quick you know i felt like that's how it should have been you know what i mean like like you I, I wanted to feel for captain marvel but you know not only are you dealing you know with you know like her i guess her uh you know self-esteem you know she has very high self-esteem but you know she, you know, like she's. I guess she can back it up. I guess, but it's a movie. You, you, the character, the main character is always supposed to go through something, you know, some type of conflict, and they learn from that conflict, and then they train, you know, and they make themselves better or make themselves smarter, and then they, you know, barely accomplish the mission. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they from that training, and they didn't do that. And I felt like with this one, you know, I, I guess everybody's like, yeah, but but uh thanos he grabbed the power stone and which was a cool scene when he grabbed the power stone and then he punched her with it i thought that was pretty cool but it, it was no you know like he, she should have been getting thrashed to make you be like man like thanos is getting her you know what i mean like yo like you know like wow you know like so you feel some type of wave that was just one punch into some you know into a mountain or whatever i forgot where, where he punched her but and that was it. That was, I think that was the last we've seen of Captain Marvel, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So you had the Mary Sue Captain Marvel for number three. Uh, I don't know if I explained Mary Sue. Mary Sue is like a character that just doesn't. Uh, I think yeah, I did explain it. They, they don't have any type of conflict. You know, it's just they just you know small, very small, minor conflicts. 
if that. Uh, my number two moment, No Hulk rematch with the Thanos. Or with Thanos, I said the Thanos, like it's a title. No Hulk rematch with Thanos. Um, he didn't have to win, but, you know, just get some good shots for revenge. You know what I mean? Like, like they kind of built it up to make you think that, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like how they did Hulk, period, because, you know, Hulk didn't want to come out in the Infinity War. He was kind of like, no, you know what I mean? Like, I, he didn't want to come out. And I felt like that whole time they kind of teased it to where something was going to happen. You know, uh, something had to happen to, you know, to to pay off for Hulk not wanting to come out in, in Infinity War. And I think just by him giving us exposition that uh uh hulk i hope hopefully i was saying hulk and not thanos um because everything if i was saying thanos uh you know not wanting to come back uh you know that's not what i was trying to say but the point i'm trying to make is hulk you know getting beat up and then him not wanting to come out of bruce banner bruce banner trying to make hulk come out and he doesn't want to do it you know, that doesn't really pay off with the fact that, oh, I'm going to give you exposition that I decided to fuse with the Hulk because Hulk is not a disease. You know what I mean? That's, that's a terrible payoff. You know what I mean? And on top of that, it, there was no rematch. Like, Hulk didn't do anything, really. Like, Hulk was basically David Banner. Like, you know, is it Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. Yeah, am I saying David Banner or Bruce Banner? I'm getting confused. Bruce Banner, yeah. So, yeah, Hulk was actually Bruce Banner. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything really, you know, other than uh, put on the glove. That's, like, the only reason why they needed Hulk was, and not Bruce Banner, was to put on the glove. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That I felt Hulk was, it was kind of a waste, you know. My bonus scene. My bonus scene was the fact that the real Captain of Marvel wasn't on there. Like, 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 uh, Miss Marvel, I'm, I'm gonna call Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel didn't find Rambo and like, hey, you know, like her niece and say, hey, you know, make sure she's okay. She didn't do that, you know, and I felt like it was, it was going to be, uh, the real Captain Marvel call up because I believe it was the 80s. If I'm not mistaken, maybe 80s, 90s, I can't remember. But yeah, Captain Marvel was supposed to, you know, because if y'all don't know, where I'm coming from is there was the, the little girl that was supposed to be Captain Marvel's niece. She is the real Captain Marvel. Like she was out before Carol Danvers. She was like a leader of the West Coast Avengers in the comic book. You know what I mean? Like she was leading the Avengers and I, she probably led the regular Avengers at one point. But I definitely know she was in the West Coast Avengers because I had that comic book. And it was the, you know, it was the black woman with the afro. You know what I'm saying? So she was like Captain Marvel. She's the real Captain Marvel. And Carol Danvers is Miss Marvel, actually. And I thought, you know, it was going to be like a call up because, you know, at this moment, Rambo, the real Captain Marvel, she actually would, would be older. So I figured something was going to happen. You know, we see like a little quick glance at her getting her power from somewhere you know like doing something or at least getting getting visited but it didn't happen also another bonus that i have is uh where's anthony or is it anthony anthony the ant yeah like like yeah we didn't see the ant that was from ant-man we didn't see that um also another bonus is nebula nebula didn't wield the glove you know, but I, I think they let her get payback by revenge by, you know, working against Thanos. But she kind of did that in the other movie. She was working against Thanos. I was not no other movie. Excuse me. She was doing that in the comic book where she worked against Thanos and got the power glove, but it got too powerful and weird things started happening. But I thought she was going to get the glove. Like, you know, I, I you know, I thought they were going to go the comic book route, but they didn't. So they just had nebula just betray thanos so i uh, you know but it was you know i i, I thought that was going to be an interesting take of what reality she was going to make you know like how everything would have been made in nebula's you know mind i thought we were going to see that you know nebula's like see 
the world or the universe in Nebula's point of view. You know what I mean? That would have been interesting, but we didn't get that. So that was a little, that was disappointing. So, that, so those are the bonuses. So the number one disappointment of watching the Avengers Endgame, the number one moment is right after these commercial breaks. <laughs> commercial breaks. There's just going to be just one. And right after this commercial break. Alright, so my number one disappointing top five Avengers Endgame moment. Actually, I'm going to have two. I'm going to have two. Uh, I'm going to start off with the thing that disappointed me was the Captain America ending where Captain America goes to return all of the stones and then he appears on the park bench facing the water like I don't know how they recognize that that was Captain America in the first place the fact that he was old but you know they they recognized him but um yeah that part threw me off because of the the uh, the uh, time travel the version of the time travel you have the version of the time travel that represented back to the future but the version of the time travel that the end game was going by they were going by the dragon ball z time travel now let me break up the difference because i know probably most of you aren't dragon ball z fans so most of you probably have seen back to the future so back to the future basically if you go back in time or go into the past you change anything in the past you change the present you know um it was a situation where marty mcfly had to go back into the past to save his parents relationship for whatever reason and i, I don't know how it <laughs> I, I, for, I forgot how no no he yeah that's right that's right that's right I, not to get too far into the movie because i haven't seen it in a while because i um i remember that that was part two where doc came and said hey we got to change your you know we got to change you know your uh, your future because you, your relationship whatever he didn't do that with the past but by him entering the past and by his mother liking him which is weird by that happening that was mess alter that was messing up the timeline and i think biff kind of coming in coming coming into the picture as well um because marty was in the past that was altering the present so by the present uh, being altered, that was basically erasing Marty McFly. So when Marty McFly uh, starts to get erased, you know, basically it, that's because the time was being changed. The past was changed. So therefore, if his parents never got together, of course, he never existed. All right. They said that many times that this wasn't the case. They said it has nothing to do with the Back to the Future timeline. So like, all right, cool. So when you watch it, the, the timeline is more Dragon Ball Z. And to explain Dragon Ball Z's timeline, it's more or less like Trunks, who is in the future, who's Vegeta's son. For, you know, for, let, me, let me just get to the point because some of you might not even know who Vegeta is. So basically, you had a guy from the future um things were crazy in the future you had these androids destroying everything now of goku who was the main character for dragon ball z if he was there he would be able to defeat the the androids but he wasn't he died of a heart attack so trunks goes uh his mother built a time machine goes into the past in hopes to give goku these pills so he won't have this heart attack to save goku so therefore, when he goes back in time or when he goes back to the future, no pun intended, Goku would be alive and they can help or he can help Trunks defeat the androids that's destroying the world. The problem is, even though he saves Goku in the past, when he goes back to the future, Goku is still dead from the heart attack. Now, that doesn't mean that the pills didn't work. 
all that happened was they built an alternate timeline. So in that alternate timeline, you have it where Goku still, you know, like the original timeline for Trunks is that Goku died. When he went back home, Goku was still dead. But he built another timeline by giving Goku the pills, which made Goku alive and it changed that reality. So now you have two realities. Okay. So, and, you know, they play that a lot in the, in the, uh, in the cartoon or whatever, or in the anime where they can travel back and forth, you know, and, you know, and get in contact with one another, but they have to go back. They have to build like a time machine to, you know, interact with one another to go into the other's, you know, realm, basically. That's what Avengers was going by. They was going, they were going by that method and, or that timeline. So going by that timeline, when you have Captain America who goes back in time once he drops everything off, and which was interesting, I would love to see him dropping off the Soul Stone to Red Skull. That would be interesting. And that, and they could have they should have played off that. It was just stuff they could have played off of. But anyway, um, excuse me. But when they when he drop when they drop everything off, um, Steve Rogers goes back to be with Peggy Carter. And they get married. So that altered time, you know, and by the rules, if you alter the timeline, like the whole Loki um, timeline I was referring to when Loki got the space stone that altered it, that made a different time that altered reality. When Steve Rogers married Peggy Carter, that altered reality that that made another reality. So therefore, Steve Rogers was never supposed to meet up in that timeline. If that was Back to the Future, that would be accurate. You know, Steve Rogers, you know, in Back to the Future, you know, you mess with the past, you know, and you can, you know, live through it. You'll just grow old and the present, you know, people can see you or whatever the case may be. But um, that wasn't the case. Uh, so, yeah, the, so that was just very, very strange how they worked that out like i you know that was like and i was kind of like what wait a minute i thought they emphasized the whole time that had nothing to do with back to the future like that's what they kept saying and all of a sudden they give us a back to the future ending you know he goes into the past marries peggy carter and he grows old and then there he is but no that's not true like that's that can't be the case because that's the alternate timeline so in that timeline he marries peggy carter and it would just be a different reality you know what I'm saying? Like the only way he can come back to the regular reality or his regular reality is if he would have came back through the machine. So if he would have gone there and then come back and he would have come back as an old man, that would have made sense. You know, like he, you know, grew old with Peggy Carter. And then after Peggy, Car Peggy Carter passed away, then he decided to come back to that reality and he would have came back as an old man. Then it would have been like, oh, OK, you know, that would have fit. But by him being on the park bench, that that was just kind of weird. So, yeah, that was that was number one. My number. Well, actually, no, that was that was that was number one. But to share that number one spot uh, with the Captain America alternate reality, Goku, Dragon Ball Z reality, <laughs> uh, to share that, I would have to say Rocket not meeting a real raccoon. I felt that was that was uh, they played off that on Guardians of the Galaxy, trying to figure out who Rocket was. You know, so many raccoon jokes. Rocket didn't like being called a raccoon or a rabbit, you know, and and, uh, you know, and Rocket not really knowing what he might be. And I think they dropped the ball on that. They, it could have been an uh, in credit scene where you had Peter Quill meet himself. Was well, meet himself? I'm, I'm still on the, the future. I'm still still on the time machine where Peter Quill meets his family, and you know the spaceship lands in the yard or something like that, and you know the house that he remembers that he used to live in, and then he gets out and come to find out he has you know maybe siblings maybe not um his uncles aunts cousins somebody that's around you know that maybe remembers him and he explains who he is that he's peter quill and you know and he reunites with his earth family and while that's happening you have rock you know rocket 
you know, he kind of is waiting by the ship. And while he's eating something, a raccoon can, you know, run up to him because they're comfortable because he's a raccoon and he has food. And, you know, raccoons always come up to people who have food for weird reasons. And they'll walk up on their hind legs and they'll like with their little hands, they'll reach out and beg for your food. So that's what that that's what could have happened. But and then, you know, Rocky Raccoon is like shocked, like his mouth is wide open, eyes wide, like, you know, you know, wow, like this is a raccoon. Like this is me. You know what I mean? And so that's when, you know, Rocket might give that raccoon whatever food he was eating and then it ends whatever but yeah i mean it could have tied a a two a two and one you know what i mean and i felt like they dropped the ball so yeah so yeah that that was a tie rocket not meeting a real raccoon and captain america uh the whole marvel cast denying that this has nothing to do with back to the future and the theory is more of a Dragon Ball Z timeline theory. And then Captain America appears as an old man because they decided to go with the back to the future theory that they said is not that theory. So, yeah, that is one of my most disappointing moments. Number one, disappointing, disappointing moment in the end game. And uh, yeah, so you all go ahead hit me up on instagram critical blues reviews and also make me last by giving listener support to the podcast and y'all take it easy and stay positive all right all right one mm-hmm.